This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know. This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, I know that I know. Alright everyone, welcome back. This is vlogcast number 18, season number 2. Of course, it is myself, Christian Soto, Chin, or Chen, as they very politely called me. That caught com- fire. It caught fire right away. You can't troll yourself. Yeah, the chat I mean, just comes hard. They love it, though. They love it. They, they, <laughs> I, know, I know what they're really saying. It's like Chen with a little heart at the end. Right. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, know how they, I know how they really feel. And then, of course, it is Matt Berkey in the building, of course. Never misses an episode. One day, one day he will. I, I skipped one to let Hunt get on the mic. Two, actually. I let Landon get in here too. Man, those two have been on fire on Twitter. Yeah. Those two just like said, yeah. like, you know what? Enough of fucking Chen and Berkey. I've been chilling. <laughs> yeah. I've been chilling. They've been picking up the slack. Yeah, we both just like laid back. We're like, all right, you know what? I'm a little tired of I'm a little tired of the tap tap threads. I'm gonna chill. You're like, oh, you know what? I'm a little tired of getting in all the controversy. You were losing. That's why the tap tap thread went away. I won yesterday and won all that money back. <laughs> all that little 2.4 buy-ins that you guys are talking about. I won that like Whoosh. Yeah, you won 2.4 buy-ins yesterday. Yeah, but you know what? 10x the stakes. 10x the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden is way different yeah um yeah so yeah i mean those two have been like they've been kind of killing it i'm not in love with the landon uh strategy uh i think he's just throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks i think he wants to be part of the click you know like he's like listen i need a role in this thing like poker twitter you're saying no and like you know like you know his his group is kind of well known, right? Like I don't need like I don't, I don't need to hide names. I I think yeah. I mean I think it's pretty. Okay. I don't know that he has a group. This is the thing. I think that like he's managed to network with so many people that he's a man without a country. All right, but listen. like he actually doesn't have a group. It's no, he has a like, fucking group because my money's in the group. Okay, <laughs> like that's the group according to me. Right, whoever right, right, is yeah. in, whoever financial is financially incentivized right, right, is sure. the group, right? So in the group, he's like trying to find his way. Like he's trying to find his path. You know, he's like, okay, like this guy has commentary. This guy's a fucking Zen master. This guy's a big better. And like, mm-hmm. you know, chin. <laughs> and he's in there like, how do I like, what do I do? And then he's like, I need to provide value to the world. Mm-hmm. And then he just like tweets out like, I played this hand. <laughs> and he's like, and I thought this. And I'm like, you know, you could just play the hand. So... He was like, uh, he was telling me how the parameters for the solve that uh, were being like thrown in the thread were just like not optimal or whatever. And I was like, okay, like, I believe you. Um, I didn't really look that closely at it, but I think I kind of like his play Mm. um, from analyzing it. And uh, for those of you guys who don't know, just follow Landon Tice on Twitter. You'll see he played a pretty wild hand with Ace King where he shoved the turn in a three bet pot. But um so the guy or so then he jumps in the thread and he's basically just like your parameters are shit <laughs> okay and and so i text him i go well post your solve man he goes i'm not here to play captain Savaho and just tell everybody the answer i just need to let know his parameters are shit <laughs> i kind of respect it though no i mean 
But then why say anything? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. If you're going to start the fight, you got to win the war, man. Yeah, like, you can't just, You like, got to come back and say, like, here's the answer that yeah, you're missing. Yeah, you, you can't know? just, you, you just. I you learned know, the hard way. Yeah, you can't just say, like, oh, your primer's is shit, and then run away. Yeah. It's like, it's like a sucker punch, and then you run. Yeah, yeah. And that's for, that's for pussies, that's for sure. I don't know, I don't like that. But, you know. He's young. He's 21. He's going to do I'm trying walk. to teach him. He's like, yo, you're the ultimate life pro. And I agree with him. <laughs> I, I fucking agree with him. But there are things I've learned. Like once once upon a time, I wrote a book. I'll never do mm. that shit again. You didn't write a book. You contributed to a book. My name's on the fucking cover. With other names. That, what does that mean? You contributed to a book. You co Listen, you my name my name is also on the ownership of this yeah, company. Yeah. I'm not a I'm not a You co-founded this company. So did you. Yeah. Okay, all right. We just thought we were on the same page. <laughs> we were on the same fucking page. <laughs> this, this is a funny intro. This wasn't even guys, this isn't even on the list of topics. Do you think do you think that we were having more fun playing 50 100 yesterday or Ali Najad and crew Playing, oh, I have this. I have this on the top. Playing list. paint dry, <laughs> yeah. limit hold'em or whatever the fuck they were playing. So I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip a couple topics and let's just get into that. So yesterday we play uh, fifty hundred no limit at the win. Yeah. So the win is back. It's open, and it was like a competing show at the back room. Mm -hmm. Like they were a little mad. The mixed game players that we were laughing more than them. Yeah, because we we play in a world of pain. Yeah. And they didn't like that we were just tolerant of said pain. Yeah. They were like, why don't you guys just stop talking and laughing? <laughs> like, you guys are all laughing. Like, this I is. I was on a fucking fire yesterday. Everybody was on yesterday. Yeah. That's because the right people were losing. I wasn't all, losing. All the people we could take. I said, I said we, we had a table of very gracious losers and extremely sore winners. I don't feel like I was a sore No, man. you're the opposite. You're a gracious winner and a sore loser, but you never lose. So that's what I like that part. <laughs> they yeah. don't see the part. When I lose, you guys hear about it. The two, four, four binds. Yeah. You have to be like super quiet when you win because you're like, I'm just happy that I got to see guys. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. And then, you know, always downplaying what you're up. You're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm in for 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was crazy. I, I thought it was kind of fun, though. Like the environment yesterday was it was really it was it was a nice mix of people. In terms of like, there was nobody that was like, everybody was like, okay, if we lose, we lose. It like, it wasn't like this normal, I don't know. How'd you feel? Like it wasn't the normal private game uh, kind of feel. I think it had a similar atmosphere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. But like, okay, I'll say one thing, right? I got a seat based upon if someone showed, I was like, I would have left yeah. right? or, or gone to play 510 or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. When that person showed, a group text went out and said, let's just flip for the seat. Yeah. I wrote back, hey, I was under the understanding that if this person showed, I was out. So I'll volunteer. But if you guys want to flip, we'll flip. And, then, think, every, and then everybody flipped. Yeah, I think the reason why we flipped is because two people of the original lineup had already left. And we filled those seats with other people. So like, I don't think you're last on the hierarchy anymore. Okay. But I like the idea of flipping. Yeah, I think it's... I uh, wanted to win the flip. Yeah, no shit. Look, so the person that won the flip... Got the best deal. Yeah. Because, okay, they win the flip, right? So they won like 15K. 18. 18. Oh, damn. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they won 18K. I would have went home. And then. I was already up like 30 at that point. If I win that flip, I'm just like up 50 for the day. See ya. See I'm ya. good. 
And then, just and then what happens it. is the funny part is like in an hour, somebody busts and the person just comes back in. Yeah. With the I'm getting texts like, uh, I organized this game. Is it wrong that I'm mad that like I flipped myself out of it? And I'm like, yeah, like you can, you can have my seat because I promised you this guy that came that, that yeah, sat leaving is too. leaving in like 45 minutes. <laughs> and that's you were literally compensated 18K to take dinner break. <laughs> that's what happened though. Like I've never been paid. <laughs> Leave a fucking game. Forty-five minutes, eighteen thousand yeah. plus. Oh man, I would have done it for half. If, if you would have been like, listen, just give me half, and I'm out. Yeah, yeah. and I wouldn't have came back either. <laughs> I I would have just quit at peak. Instead, I rolled the fucking dragon. Ended up only winning five. In God. the flip, I got queen jack suited. I couldn't believe I didn't win. I made a four. Someone just like flopped three kings. It's over. Yeah, yeah. dead. That's the way it always goes. So how'd you feel? We played pretty late. We played. Uh, I mean, I left a little early. I, I got tired, honestly. I I didn't eat. I it was dumb. So I rushed. My afternoon got like so jam packed. I had a meeting with Andre that kind of ran a little bit long, um, and rushed to the gym. Got out of there at five. Game was supposed to start at six. Yes. All my chips are in my Aria box, so I have to stop there first. So now I have the decision between showering and eating. Shower. I chose the shower. Huge like mistake when you're playing at the win. Love the room. Food is trash. Trash. It's just absolutely tragic. I should have just eaten yeah. and stunk. I would have lived with it. But I didn't. So I came. There was dividers anyway. No one's going to smell right. you. Yeah. And I don't stink. I, I mean, you know, I glow. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I come I come post-gym. I, all I've had all day long was uh, I think I had like a protein bar before my workout. So I'm probably running on like, I don't know, 200 calories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't get my post-workout protein or anything like that. I'm up huge early. Yeah. We and, were both up huge early. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was a point where we were both up like almost 30 and nobody yeah. was, nobody else was winning. Yeah. And I'm just like... Just how we like. I'm like, fuck, I hope I get kicked out of this game. I'm hungry and like I'm winning piles. But I'm looking around and I'm just like, I mean, I don't get to play live all that often. And this game's pretty good. Like maybe I can win 70. Yeah. It was possible, I think. Well, I, at the beginning, as certain players left, yeah, then it became less likely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so whenever you ended up quitting, I wish I would have quit then too. I was still up like 20, 25. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to leave the game short. It was still good. The guy we built the game for came back. Yeah. Uh, so it was just like, yeah, I, I'm notorious for this. Just like always doing the extra too much yeah. that probably negligibly impacts my bottom line, but I get the negative result too often a little too much yeah Yeah. so like i i ended up winning 5k and i'm not mad that i didn't quit at peak i'm mad that i put in a 12-hour session or uh no i guess a little less like a 10-hour session where like i think optimal for me is like five to six yeah i thought you were playing pretty fantastic like i don't like when you sit on my right because it's like you open and i just get like the hand that i was gonna open Mm. and i'm like do i really want a three-bet berkey with four people behind me so i just fold sure (laughs) and i'm like and then i'm like you open again and i'm like again king ain't suited (laughs) yeah i get it um you open a lot yeah yeah well like you know there's a lot of hands that are playable i saw you fold king jack off to a three bet today i was like wow it was huge i got limp raised six x you did get limp i should have just spike called there's also other announcements that's been going on besides us having fun. We also were discussing our negative luck 
mm-hmm. that's been happening with the whole world while yeah. we were there. Yeah. So the discussion of our unfortunate luck of our lawsuit uh, was the topic of discussion. Unfortunate, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so, like, yeah, there was buzz around the, the game. So there was two games. So everybody knows. Like, it was our game, which is the 1500 No Limit. And then there was the mixed game. But obviously, people know each other. So we're all, and we're all in the back. So those mixed game players love you. Yeah, man. I think they're scouting. They really want me to play. Yeah, I think they're scouting. Listen, I think they're like, this is the only kid who thinks that he could actually beat this game. So we're just going to go this hard. Is, this is what's happening, right? Like, we're never getting Berkey over here. It's limited. This is what structure. it is. Like, they all know that I'm friendly with Jennifer Harmon. Right? Yeah. And one time I was playing, I, I was in Bobby's room with Jennifer Harmon learning the games. And then I went to play, was it 48? Yeah, 4080 mix with Ali, right? I didn't know any of the games. Yeah. I sat with like, you know, 3K, whatever, like sun, sunlight. But I beat the shit out of them <laughs> because I was learning the games and I was picking it up. I was like, okay, I get this. And then like I would win. And yeah. then I think I won like 3K. Yeah. And then I left. Yeah. And they're still trying to get that money back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they know that like they're, they're just trying to sink their hooks in. Yeah, yeah. They're still Be like, to- you look like a clicker. Yeah, like get. I feel like you would like a min bet and a min raise. Yeah, well, like let me get you. Let me give you twenty to one on the river. What are you gonna do? I'm I'm gonna call. You're friends with Berkey. You know you're gonna call. (laughs) Berkey ain't teach you to fold getting a price. (laughs) It's true. I would make a terrible limit player. So okay, so then we're there. We're discussing the the possible lawsuit situation for software Y, and it's a situation. Honestly, like. Even you and I haven't had like a formal talk about like how we're going to approach this and stuff. Yeah. Uh, But we've had some text discussions or whatever. Uh, But yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, You know, not sure like how much we can say, obviously, because it's still early. We haven't even been served yet. Mm -hmm. So like literally I found out we're being sued through Twitter. Yeah. The here's the worst part. All of this fucking Trump Trump gets COVID and Postle files a $330 million lawsuit. All while I'm trapped on top of a mountain with no phone service. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know any of this shit was going on. I just like show up into the real world the next day. And it's just like, you have 787 text messages. We'll talk about the hiking. So, so, um, so yeah, I mean like it's a thing it's, it's happening. Uh, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to this type of stuff. So, you know, we're going to seek legal counsel and push forward. Um, shout out to Bill Perkins who is, Seemingly taking care of Veronica to head the way of potentially fighting this full force. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, some other people reached out to us and seeing like, you know, like effectively everybody's just trying to see like, guys, like, what do we think is the move? Yeah. You know, who's going to join with who, like, yeah, who's yeah. Gonna, whatever. But yeah, it, it's a thing. So like we felt it was our obligation to say it on the microphone to keep people informed. But like you did say, you were vanished from existence for a short period of time didn't feel that short short period of time would have been the four-hour window that i set aside to go hiking yes okay so walk me through your day you were like yo chen you want to go hiking i'm like hell no and then (laughs) the first time you were right to say no (laughs) and then all of a sudden right i get like some some notifications on my phone Mm -hmm. like you're just like done yeah it was out so then i hit up I hit up the 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 house chat and yeah. I'm like, yo, listen, like 
this might be it. <laughs> like, like, like this might be it. But I do have Berkey's box key. So, so if things right. need to get paid, we'll hold it down for a little bit. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. You might be the only person who can both access the chips and cash them. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I got the key. We're going to be all right for a little while. Right. right yeah. But you all might have to find your own living space soon. Sure. Because sure, I sure. own this house now. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. All right. You're my no. next of kin somehow. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Co-founder, bro. <laughs> I made a lot of bad choices in my life. Uh, this hike being one of them, potentially. So it was like one o'clock. I was laying around. Man, it's such a perfect storm. Uh, I think this was on Thursday. Uh, it's 1 p.m. I literally had woken up at 8 a.m. that day, ready to finally like get on it. I'm like, mm. you know, I'm tired of being this lazy piece of shit. I've been like just kind of struggling through my days where I'm, I'm getting the stuff done that I want to get done personally mm. but like my work ethic is zero my motivation is zero so it's like i'm waking up i'm hitting the gym and i'm eating right and i'm playing pickleball but like literally that's it i wasn't socializing i wasn't doing any of the work for self for why just like wasn't getting and so i was like all right today today's the day we got the morning routine it's all written down on the whiteboard i'm gonna put fucking check marks next to it i'm gonna set my alarm so i went to bed super early woke up 8 a.m hit the sauna jumped in the cold pool hit the sauna again went and journaled and then started to meditate and took a three-hour nap. Ooh. A three-hour nap? Not a part of the morning routine. No, no. <laughs> so now it's one. I'm laying on my bag, doing nothing in bed, and I get a text from Lynn, uh, Lynn G. And she says, hey, there's a group of us going hiking at Gold Strike uh, to the Hot Springs. You want to come? And I'm like, I've literally been avoiding this hike probably since I moved to Vegas. I wow. must have been asked to go 20 times. But it's a six-mile hike round trip which doesn't necessarily excite me. And uh, it's it's labeled a strenuous hike. Mm. Now, none of this matters to me. Like, I, I'm not afraid that I can't complete the hike. But it's always just like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're going to walk through some rocks. We're going to see some water. Right. And then we're going to turn around and go back to the car. So I'm just always hesitant. I'm like, uh, but at that point, I was so mad at myself. For having taken the three-hour nap. Yeah, you have to go. Then I'm just like, yeah, of course, yeah, I'm in. That makes sense. So, you know, I Google it because I know that during the summer months, it's closed. And it didn't dawn on me that it was October 1st. I'm thinking it's like, you know, mid-August. Yeah, yeah. Because COVID. Because <laughs> we haven't seen the sun. Yeah, we've just been <laughs> in a bubble forever. <laughs> and uh, I'm like reading through some things. And basically, like, they're saying like, oh, yeah, there's like some obstacles and stuff. Just make sure you bring enough water. Make sure you bring enough water. Like, it's a strenuous hike, whatever. So, I pack up like two gallons of water. I take a hoodie and uh, a couple other items like food and sunscreen and just like novelties that I would never take on a hike. But in the back of my head is like this Boy Scout that's just like, it's a strenuous hike. Things could go wrong. It's yeah. Right? That's big. That's so I wasn't super prepared. It wasn't like I had a fucking axe and a, a fire starter or anything. But like, you know, in my in the back of my subconscious, I was like, things could go awry. Mm -hmm. So we go. It's actually pretty nice. Uh, the hike down was honestly worse than the hike back, uh, which is weird because like it is downhill, but you, you're constantly going over these obstacles. So like you're going over a lot of rocks, you're taking on a lot of like three foot drops. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like heavy impact. But ultimately you arrive at these nice hot springs. Like we look at it, it's like, oh, that's cool. We put our feet in, it's like, oh, that's hot. Mm. And then we keep walking, go to the Colorado River, take a little swim in the river. Now it's... Five o'clock, five fifteen. Mm -hmm. Sunsets, six forty. 
Okay. We have about a two-hour hike back. Okay, so time to go. Time to roll. Yeah. The good news is the first 20 minutes in, or what would be our last 20 minutes out, which would be in darkness, is literally just like... Straight shot. Just like straight nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're good. So it's like, okay, it's go time. Now, the skill set of our crew ranged. It was variable, right? <laughs> so it was like, it was me, Ryan Fee, Linji, um, and then two guys that I just met, Daniel and Chris. Daniel is a endurance athlete. Okay. So he does like a lot of cycling, stuff like that. He He's fine. Really skinny kid, but like definitely holds his own. Okay, he, so not a lifter, yeah, more yeah. like a... He's, he's good. Triathlon. Yeah, we're not worried about him. Okay. He's going to be just fine. Okay. Fee is uh, kind of like gung-ho, just like... He, he just wants to sprint, collapse, Cap- and then sprint again. He's like Captain Sparrow. Like, you know, he's out there. He's in the mix. Yeah, he's definitely getting after it. Okay. And then Lynn and her friend Chris, they're very cautious. Let's say okay. that. There's, there's a lot of, like, hand placements and... <laughs> And, uh, you know, let's make sure getting the right yeah, foothold yeah. six or seven times. Okay. And I'm, I'm fine. Like I, I feel pretty good about this. I'm getting over obstacles just fine. So fee and Daniel kind of like take the lead and Daniel has the, the GPS just in case. So I'm comfortable with it. It's like, okay. whatever, do your thing. Uh, and then I let Lynn and Chris go next who are much, much slower. And I'm kind of taking up the rear, making sure that, you know, nobody gets hurt, nothing of that nature. So it's getting close to sunset now and we're scaling this hill and at no point did it seem like off uh you know because effectively like the way this hike is it just looks like a wash yeah it just yeah i get it right so it, lo- it just looks like water had like carved this hike out basically mm-hmm. so we're we're scaling this hill and fee and daniel are probably like 30 yards in front of us and i look up and there's just a ram just moseying along how far? How far away? Maybe like 50 yards from us. Maybe 100 yards. Still, not, not very far, though. You can see it, though. Very, very clearly. And I look at Lynn and I say, I don't think we're on the path anymore. Usually when you see a ram, it's like you're pretty... Yeah, young. that's a good indicator. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's like in awe at this, at this creature. And she shouts ahead and goes, hey, guys, uh, what percentage do you think we're, we're good? Daniel turns around and goes, 95%. And 90. he's the one with the map, mind you. Okay, so that kind of makes me feel like better, but also worse. Oh, my initial reaction was we're fucked. <laughs> Fee goes 50-50 off of nothing. <laughs> he doesn't have a map. Isn't he, he right next to him? Yeah. So you have two guys, one's 95% with a ram looking at him. Yeah. And the other guy next to him walking is 50-50. Right. And neither one, and like the guy who's 50 50 is going off of like just sheer surroundings. Sheer like, just belief in the like, person. Oh, I think that red rock looks similar to the red rock we passed on the way in. I don't fucking know. And it looks like a, a sunset rams come out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking around. I'm like, we're not, I'll take the under on both. Like, I think it's like 1%. So we get to the top of the mountain after the ram had, you know, gone his merry little way. And it was like just being in nowhere. <laughs> You just full 360 view. All you see are mountains and valleys. Wow. There's nothing. Was it good looking though? Was it like a good, a good sight? Well, the sun was setting over the mountaintop. Yeah, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, but scary because you know, you know what's coming. I wasn't. No, no, no. Scared of like you're far away from getting out. It could be a scary situation if ill prepared for sure. Um, it was an anxious situation because I know 
how this ends. Okay. Like immediately, I just had a wash come over me where it's like, I'm not going home tonight. <laughs> God. I and I'm just like, God damn it. I'm not going home tonight. And everybody else is just like, you know, they're, they're trying to solve the problem as is because this is the first time they've ever experienced it. I've been lost in the woods before. It's not fun. Uh, but at least like in the woods, you have, you know, the woods. No, you don't. There's nothing in the woods. No, there's like shelter and okay, that's you know, true. the ability to create a fire. We yeah. literally have rock everywhere. Wow. Right? Like you're not going to make a bedding out of this. And we didn't have any means to start a fire or anything along those lines. So I'm just like kind of taking it all in and they're trying to formulate a plan. They look at the GPS. We're two and a half miles off of, off of. So trail. wait, wait, how did the GPS get? So he long? never looked at it. Oh Lord. He just never looked at it. And like I, when we hiked back, I saw like how the mistake was made. It was very easy. We like effectively came onto a fork where we were supposed to continue uh, to head Southwest. Mm-hmm. And instead we ended up just going like Southeast. And so like, we just kept going like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, I get it. Cause like, it was like a wash basin. So the, the trail was semi cut. And to be fair, like this hike, isn't like what you see at Red Rock where it's a clear path the whole way because you're going over boulders and shit. So I was like, okay, I understand. I get it. I understand how this happens, but we have service. That's the best news. Right? So they're like, okay, we have about 20 minutes of sunlight left. The first plan was let's go down this mountain because over that next mountain is the trail and we'll be very close to the parking lot. I need to reiterate the site that I was seeing. We're like, you know, 2,500 feet above the valley floor. Wow. Okay. And they want to hike to the bottom and then hike back up the other side. And like, fee's already going. Like the second somebody was like, okay, let's go down this hill and then like up over and we'll be on the trail. He's already like on his ass sliding down the hill. I'm like, stop it. It's going to get dark. This is super dangerous. Like, this is definitely not the way. Like, we can't do that. So then they decide, like, let's backtrack. And I'm like, I really don't think this is a good idea. But I didn't remember the trail well enough Mm. to know if it was, like, going to be difficult to pass. So I was like, okay. So we backtrack for, like, 15 minutes. Now it's pitch black. And we just, like, run into, like, effectively a cliff. Not, not like, a high cliff. But, like, we're going to have to do some bouldering to move forward. And it's dark. We're using, like, one phone camera. You can't do it. Right. So I was just like, look, let's go get service and call help. So we backtrack again to where the ram was. Our friendly, uh, the, the neighborhood our friendly, ram. Yeah, our friendly protector. <laughs> Call nine one one, which redirects us to uh, the the park ranger, and uh, we give him the coordinates. Or everybody's at this point, like to everybody's credit, everyone was incredibly calm. Like no imminent danger. Everybody's just kind of like they they also don't know what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're they, not seeing. They think like oh, like we got over the embarrassment of needing to call for help. And they think like, oh, okay, well, now come, come get us, yeah, yeah. right? Like we 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 tried to win the game and we couldn't, so we put in the cheat code, yeah. and now we're just gonna go. Home. No, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> we give him the coordinates, and he goes, "How the fuck did you get up there?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no." So uh, Chris is like talking to him, and he's just basically saying like, "Yeah, I mean, if nobody's hurt, uh, there isn't really much we can do. We could hella rescue you, but that's really only like if it's a life or death situation." And he's like, but how much would that cost? To like an emergency thing. Yeah, yeah. And As the, if like you can just like pay for right. <laughs> for an right. emergency vehicle to just get you. Yeah, so obviously the park ranger's like, no, it, it doesn't work that way. Like, <laughs> if this isn't a charge issue. 
<laughs> this is a, a public service that we're not going to offer you. It's not on the table. Um, so I'm just sitting there like listening calmly. And I'm just like, ask him what the threat of wildlife is. And he asked him the first time and the park ranger just like skips over it. Yeah, no, you guys should be fine. Uh, it's 0% chance of rain. Uh, it's going to be a low of 65 tonight. Like just, you know, hunker down and, and give us a call in the morning. He repeats himself. He goes, are there any threats of wildlife that we should be concerned about? And he just like, there's like this pregnant pause. And he's just like, no, 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 there's nothing out there. Don't even worry about it. Like nothing out here. <laughs> nothing. We just nothing saw Ram. <laughs> what do you mean? There's nothing. There's coyotes in my backyard <laughs> telling me there's nothing in the mountains. I was like, so they hung up the phone and now like the reality setting in, but it's still, we've been at this for like 30 minutes. It's like eight o'clock. So they're like, Lynn is like a blissful seven right now. She's like, oh, this is such a cool experience. <laughs> it's going to be an adventure. There's nobody else out here that I'd rather be trapped with than you four, yada, yada. And I'm like sitting off on the side, just like dead silent like this. And I'm just running every single scenario through my head that I could possibly think of. It's like, okay, uh, a mountain lion walks up on us. What do we do? A mountain lion mauls one of us. What do we do? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> right? Like, I'm just running through. It's like, it's like uh, a rattlesnake poses a threat. Like, how do we handle this? And I'm just like running the protocols through my head because it's like, it's obviously not a high probability it's going to happen. It, but it happened. But it's not, zero, it's not zero. And I don't want to get fucking caught off guard. I don't want to be the sacrificial lamb where it's just true. like, these four are going to be faster because I'm getting eaten. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm going to be fucking swinging some rocks. So uh, luckily it was like a harvest moon. So it was super bright out. Okay. Which was great. That's important. Yeah, we could see our surroundings really well. We found a nice little flat spot. Granted, it's very rocky. We made camp as best we could. Uh, I had a knapsack full of rocks. Two gallon, no, two gallons worth of metal water bottles. Okay. And we had enough water. We had probably like a gallon, gallon and a half of water, a little bit of food. We were fine. Honestly, like wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, but I don't think anybody else knew like what we were in for. I was like, listen, it's gonna get cold. It's gonna be windy. And there's a potential threat of, of wildlife. Like they're out hunting right now. Yeah. So we need to be on guard for all that stuff. And everybody's like, no, 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 don't even worry about it. Like it's going to be 65. That's so warm, bro. I'm out there in like a cutoff and shorts. Lynn's wearing like a sports bra and yoga shorts. I'm just like, we are going to fucking freeze. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, like when it was all said and done, there was a nice herd of Ram that, that watched over us all night in the distance on another mountaintop. I really think they were looking out for us. Uh, the, the biggest threat was at one point, uh, an owl was like hooing and then it got followed up by like a pack of coyotes just howling. I would have been shook. So now I'm like, I'm like stringing the, the hoodie through my book bag, like ready to fucking swing <laughs> it. But yeah, we Bro, I got the, up. I got the text message from a mutual friend and like, I was out there calling fucking rescue helicopters. Me, me and my friend were calling rescue helicopters for you guys. Oh, yeah. That seven that Lynn was at turned to about a three, three oh. hours later. She's like, how much do I have to pay to get the fuck out of here? Oh, she tweeted about it. I know. She was like, she put the coordinates up and everything. She's like, I'm willing to pay yeah. for whatever. Like, get me out of here. I'm just over it. Helicopter, yeah. please. Like, It was, uh, yeah, <laughs> we were like trying to conserve phone battery. I lost my phone also in the process of all this. And then I bashed or smashed my phone. So it was worthless anyway. But like we're trying to conserve our phone power. One person has 14%. Fees is in the car. Mine's lost somewhere in the woods. Wow. And uh, um, Chris was like 
60%. And so was Lynn's. So we're like, all right, you guys need to turn your phone off for sure. Yeah. So that we have, and, and like an hour and a half in, Lynn's like, okay, I'm turning mine on. I just need like a little bit of social media and then I'll turn it back off. It's like, for fuck's sakes, we're going to die. We're definitely going to die. Do you remember a trip you and I took to Tahoe? Yeah, you're a coward. Listen, you told me <laughs> how much would it take for me to stay yeah. on an island, right? right? A hundred percent pitch black because we're like surrounded by mountains. There's no, there's no light. There's moon. Okay. Maybe a moon, but like, we don't know what day it was. <laughs> and then surrounded by that Island was just like water. Yeah. That of which we don't know what's in there. Right. It, it's, it's a freshwater lake. There's nothing in there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's fish. Yeah. But there's, but you know, bears come after the fish. Uh, yeah on the shoreline not on the island i don't know i don't know what's in the island i don't know i don't know i'm not uh i'm not in let, the, let me explain the better than christian how much of a coward he is we asked him how much it would take to stay on this island for one night right? it's a, all right but describe the island describe okay, this. the island is very small like it is at most an eighth of a mile uh yeah, in okay. circumference right so it is tiny you could walk across it and around it in in minutes there's very little that could be living there and there's a castle on top of it that you could hunker down in for shelter. An abandoned one, but yeah. Right, yeah. There's probably like, you know, dirt and spiders in there. I don't maybe. know what's in there. So we asked him how much. And at the time, his bankroll was not big. I had like 35000 yeah. I think. Yeah. We asked him if we tripled his bankroll, would he do it? And he goes, absolutely not. And then we <laughs> said, what if you have a gun? And he still said, absolutely not. <laughs> I knew what my future held, bro. You're out of your <laughs> mind. I stayed in a way more dangerous situation the other night for free. <laughs> I was worried for you. <laughs> I was literally worried. I was, but yeah, fuck. I don't know. I was like, first of all, it's completely pitch black. I'm in the middle of a fucking island with a surrounding water. I don't know what's in this place. I was looking up all the mountain lines. I was looking up everything. You've never camped? No. Never. No. Never like stayed in a tent overnight. Fuck in- no. Oh my God, man. You're so bougie. All of our trips. Listen, we were poor. Maybe my family's bougie too. We were poor, but we went to hotels. We didn't, <laughs> like, like when we went to the shore, we went to the nice hotel. Right. We went to Dominican Republic. We went to the nice hotel. Like we weren't going to no camp. Yeah. Like, I mean, I suppose the nice hotel is pretty affordable in DR. Why are you always talking shit? I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying like if you're yeah, we stay, pay, we're paying in dollars. If you're going to say your family's not rich and then you're also staying in plush hotels, it's probably because yeah, they're the, not that expensive. The conversion rate's nice. Yeah. The conversion rate is nice. You know, that's I've the thing like just, in, in, in DR, when they say El Campo, yeah. that means like, that means like El Campo. I don't know how to explain it, but it sounds like camp, right? Yeah. yeah. That's not the place you want to be. <laughs> like, like everybody's trying to leave El Campo. Right. El Campo is like the hood. So when you tell me camp, I hear a campo. And I'm like, like, no. For fun, I've just hiked to a stream with a fishing pole and a tent and stayed the night. See, like when I think about hiking, I'm like, okay, why don't I want to go up something to come down? It's not always up. You hike negative? No, just like straight. You're just in the woods. Yeah, What's the the destination? The creek so you can fish, spend the night, cook your fish over a fire. No, no. Fuck, cook your fish over a fire. Man. It's fucking 2020. I want to do that now. That sounds fun. 2020. I haven't done your, that since I was a kid. Cook your fish over a fire. Oh, in DR, you pay the little, you pay the kid. He's probably like 13. He comes, he has like a, a, a spear. Yeah, sure. He has a spear, just goes and gets the fish <laughs> fresh. Just like bang. Like just like with the spear straight in the beach. Bang. 
brings it back, puts it on the grill. Yeah. Like you should want to be that kid, not pay that kid. No, fuck that. I want to pay that kid. No, everybody needs survival skill sets of some sort. You don't want to be the last man standing. Or you do want to be the last man standing. The fucking the fucking USD greenback dollar is my survival skill. Uh Uh Listen, kid, I got 20 bucks. Give me some fish. There's a there's a there's a blog that you should start following. It's called The Art of Manliness. I think Oh would, my god, I hear this I shit. I think you would time. really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would really next, enjoy next, it. Next, next, we're fucking growing a fucking beard. Like, you know, my fucking chest hair is popping out. Like, you know, whatever, man. What do you want? Get you up in a flannel. <laughs> Yo, I got you a good flannel like five years ago. It's still sitting in the laundry room. Flannel? Yeah. For real? You don't remember that orange or blue one? That's a nice one. Oh, yeah. Hey, you talking about the button up? Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Butt down. No, not, not this again. <laughs> Not this again. Not the button down versus button Comment up. Comment below if you think it's a button down and not a button up. It's definitely a button up. Fucking Jersey people, man. It's a button up, hundred percent. No, okay. So that was a really that was a really crazy story, man. I was actually like pretty worried, like because we didn't know, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm like it's just crazy. It's it's honestly a non-story unless someone dies, and then it's a movie. Oh, let's not talk about fucking movies, man. Reminded me of that possible shit. Movies coming out too. Can't Docu- wait. Documentary. Can't wait. I can do. I can't do it. All right. I wonder who's gonna play me. I had this conversation with Veronica the other day. I gave her Blake. Blake. Uh, what's her name? Lively. Yeah. Yeah. She liked that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. It's a pretty nice choice. So last week the the whole conversation about like the two point four binds or whatever, right? Um. Obviously, like it was mostly comedy, but like some people did ask questions, like in terms of, like, oh, like how many binds do you need for a steak, like? Like, when should I be moving down? Like, you know, general businessy poker uh, questions. And I always kind of referred to you in these kind of environments because, like, I spent many years not even tracking shit. True. I was just like, fuck it. Like, I know if I go there, like, I'm going to win. Mm. So, like, why do I need to track it? I just need to know that. Somebody DM the software Y account today and goes, does shit ever post when he loses? I don't lose a lot. Though. I, 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 gave you, I gave you your daps. I was like, we'll let you know when it happens. Honestly, it's kind of sick. Like. I don't, I, I'm obviously like on a life heater and like even like the last, like COVID, like I was on a heater. I think I lost like three out of 20 sessions. Like it was pretty stupid, right? You're the Jay Merce of, uh, of mid stakes cash. I played 50, hundred Berkey yesterday. It wasn't yeah, yeah. mid stakes, but, but you know, the bulk of your hours. Okay. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> the bulk of your hours. The bulk of your hours, probably mid stakes cash too. No, it's probably a fair split now. It's probably it's probably pretty even. Can't get you anything. Can't get you anywhere. I'm old, man. I've been playing a long fucking time. You're right. If if in the next five years the bulk of my career is in you know twenty five fifty plus, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah, I'm a pretty happy person. Are you happy person? Yeah, generally. Generally. Okay, so then they were like, "Oh, what's a downswing? Like, what qualifies as a downswing? How many binds do you uh, lose before your Potentially thinking about moving down, maybe for confidence levels, maybe for bankroll reasons, things like that. And I didn't have, I didn't have all those questions. I didn't have all those answers. I just kind of said, if you're, if it's negatively impacting your decisions, then you should either stop or move down. And in terms of how many binds you need is, I think it's a really weird formula. It's like, how many binds you need is one, do you play optimally with that many buy-ins. That's yeah. that's first number one. Because if you're if you're sitting on 20 buy-ins and like you're not playing optimally, maybe you need more buy-ins. Yeah. You know? Um, how volatile is the game environment you're in? 
Right. right. So like, what's the likelihood you could lose like five buy-ins easy? Right. Like, are you, are you getting three of it a lot? Is there a lot of check rate? Like these things add volatility, which means you need more buy-ins. Yep. Um, in terms of how many buy-ins to lose before you reevaluate, I'm not really sure. What do you think about that? Well, I think, I think everything you're saying is correct and it needs to be calculated when you do like risk assessment. Um, you know, you can get a hold of risk of ruin calculators and they're pretty fair judges of, of what that true number is. But, you know, for a lot of the live people that, that I talk to, 20 buy-ins is, is kind of a luxury. Like if you, if you have more than 20 buy-ins, like you're probably aggressively trying to play bigger. You know, it's like, uh, if, if you look at, I guess it depends on how you define a buy-in too. Yes. Because like, once you start to get the uncapped games, it's not a hundred big blinds anymore. Yes. It's it's going to be more so like what your average buy-in is. Yeah. Cause like in my head I'm saying that, but then I'm just like, oh, well like no way is 40 K enough to play 10, 20. No. Right. Not close. But that's because in my head I would be buying into five ten for two K not yeah. 10, 20. So, so yeah, but I think like, you know, you could, you can make some waves with a hundred K at 10, 20. Yeah. Um, I also, also like these live games, like you probably should be like 1.5 Xing the stake level. Because mm-hmm. of the straddles and, and like the yeah. larger open sizes, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like little things that like make the game slightly bigger than what is advertised. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I, I think all of that's true. I think that uh, you know the other element is that as long as you're not at the bottom, or as long as the there's a way to replenish those last few buy-ins, mm-hmm. uh, you can be a lot more aggressive. So um, effectively, like, so let's talk about that bottom because I, I don't I. I I know I'm cutting you off because this is a very specific reason. Yeah. Like when we first started, you were like, yo, uh, zero to 10 K is all the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's like, I've, I've kept that in mind and every, every single like low six player that approaches me with like some sort of bankroll thing, I just tell them the same thing. I'm like, I'm like zero to 10 K is the same thing. So if you have like three K, just, just shoot. You yeah. Know? You have to, because of two reasons. Number one, the rake at like live one, two and one, three is incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very high. It's not that you can't beat it. It's just that it it dampens your win rate by such a, a large factor that it keeps you trapped in one two one three unless you have a score. I mean, it's madness, honestly. Like, so the average rake at one two is like five dollars, right? Yeah, per hand. Yeah, right. We paid nine dollars a person every half hour. Right. Like that, and we're playing fifty x the stakes. Yeah. So it does it does a couple of things. Number one, when the rake is that high, you have to play a lot tighter and a lot more aggressively preflop, which in live environments, in my opinion, yields a lower return. Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to win more money by seeing yeah. more streets yes. against bad players, Correct. right? So that's an unfortunate side effect. Uh, secondarily, it kind of like, it, it builds a strong default strategy, but it's not going to be the default strategy that you want to be scaling to higher stakes, right? Yes. So it kind of like puts you in, it, it, it like aligns you to become a nit. Mm-hmm. Right, and if you disobey that, if you're the loosest player at one two one three, you might get caught in that rake trap forever. Yeah, because you're paying the majority of the rake. Uh, you know, effectively at the one two one three stake, the rake is like the biggest winning player in the, in in the, the game. Room. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of challenging to overcome. Uh, so like, yeah, thirty dollars an hour is fucking fantastic. If you can make that at one two one three, that's really great. Sure. And those win rates are probably available because of how bad the population is. But the problem is. Even if you worked for 2,000 hours uh, after expenses and everything else, it's going to be very challenging mm-hmm. to scale that. 
Yeah, you got 40K, maybe. Right, and you've been spending the whole time. Yeah. Right? So, like, if your yearly spend... Well, that's what I meant. Like, so 60, if you have... No, you don't have 40. So, say you start the year with 10K, okay. right? And you want to you want to scale. Yeah. Or actually, let's say you start with five. Uh, and you want to scale. And you just start putting in hours at one, two, one, three. Mm-hmm. And you're gradually winning. What you're going to see is it's going to go up to, like, 10K. And then down to seven. And then up to 12. But in the process of that happening... You're going to be spending your monthly nut all along, right? That that, that term always bothers me. <laughs> That's just what it is, man. Okay. Uh, so you know, say it costs thirty five hundred for you to live each month. Well, that's this is a nice one two player. Who this? Thirty five hundred one two. This guy got a fucking rent expensive BMW. Rent phone utilities. I paid my phone for the year in advance. Smart. I don't want to worry. They should give you a discount. They should, right? Yeah. It's like I paid for the whole year. Yeah. All right. So let's oh, say right. let's say rent, utility, and car is fifteen hundred. Okay. Fair. And then food, entertainment, and gas is like another five. five. Okay. Okay. So two k a month. Okay. Two k plus taxes. So let's let's call it twenty five hundred. Okay. Um. So twenty five hundred a month, right? That's still coming. If if you're if you're meeting your expectation and you're doing relatively well, you're probably making on average. Uh, you know, let's say you're working 160 hours a month and you're making like 30 bucks an hour. Okay. So you're making like 4,800 a month. Yes. And you're spending about half. No. So, so say you, you're, you're pocketing 2,300. Well, that's, that's if every month looks the same, mm-hmm. but there's variance in all of this, right? Yeah. So now what happens if you go on a 10 buy-in downswing over the next month and you spent your 2,500? Well, you didn't have any insurance on your role, yeah. right? So now you may not ever, you may not even be able to reach scale because you might find yourself down to like three buy-ins yeah, yeah. and really struggling because now it's like, okay, you have to make tough decisions where it's like, okay, I have three buy-ins left. Do I fire and hope that I can turn it into 10 buy-ins so that I can make it to the next month? Or do I just give up on all of this, pay my rent for this month mm-hmm. and then try to figure shit out? Yeah. And that's the problem is like, even if you're capable of making sixty thousand a year at one two one three, if you don't have the security of of having your um, life expenses covered elsewhere, then there's a good probability that variance will prevent you from making that sixty k, right? So that's kind of why we just say like you're better off getting yourself to security. Yeah. Right. It's it's really a race to twenty k. It's really a race to thirty k. Where now once you have that that you know, chunk of money that's maybe six months of living expenses, you could take a 10K out of that and say like, okay, I'm going to turn this 10 into 20 and then I'm going to scale up to two five and move on and on and on. Yeah, I remember the first time I got I got a hold of 10K, I was just like, I was like, okay, like I'm going to play Borgata 510, 1500. Yeah. And I was Fuck like, it. well, the thing was to me, it was like, okay, 1500, 10K and 8500 is the same thing. Yeah. Like to me at the time, like my rent was low. Like I was... I was paying like 500 bucks, you know? So it was like, whatever, like maybe Yo, I'm not charging you enough. 500 was cheap. I'm a, I'm giving you a goddamn, I'm giving you the keys to the castle. You're my next of kin. I mean, I also, rent's got to go up. I mean, I'm taking, I, I was taking care of the house. <laughs> um, Okay. Wait. So where was I with this? Uh, when do people move down? So, yeah, I guess like that's, that's that's the difference, right? So it's like whenever you do have a nest egg, now you have to be a little bit more protective of your money. So like when you don't have very much money, you should be incredibly aggressive because risk of ruin is through the roof anyway. Like when you're plus 25% to to meet ruin, 
um, you're you're very likely to endure that path of ruin anyway. Because mm. uh, like the way even risk, when you do everything right, yeah. Because like the way the risk of ruin calculations uh, work out is just like um, kind of calculating like in a perfect vacuum. If you had this amount of money and this win rate, what's the variance of the likelihood that you'll go broke? But that's not taking in any of the extenuating circumstances right. like life, uh, other expenses. You know, we have all these other things that we have to afford that we kind of think is just like bad luck when we have to pay it, like medical actually, bills and car breaks down or whatever. But it's like it actually truly, happens every year. Yeah. yeah, it's like truly you should just factor it into your expenses every single year. And the years that you don't have to pay it, it's like, that's nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you're 25% risk of ruin based on just sheer and utter variance, you're probably well over 50% risk of ruin with all of the life extenuating circumstances yes. and, you know, the random shots that you're going to take, the emotions and, you know, like th these variance calculators don't take into your mental state yeah, of yeah. like how you're going to play that final five buy-ins as opposed to like when you had 50. Yeah, that's 100% um, true. So like, yeah, when you have very little money, it's it's critical to have a very strong, solid plan B of how you're going to refund uh, the money that you lose or uh, get yourself in a position where you can sustain otherwise. But then just like, you know, kind of be balls to the wall, be super aggressive. When you actually have enough money that you can live off of for multiple months, it's very critical that you protect that. So now you have to come up with more of a business strategy where it's like, okay, this is the amount of money that I can set aside for my living expenses to play with. That amount of money is appropriate to play these stakes with a relatively low risk of ruin. Now, if you are entering at like the the two five or five ten level, say like you have fifty thousand, you're like, okay, this is plenty to play two five, and it's aggressive to play five ten, but like I could play a mix of both, and you know take shots here and there, yada yada yada. At you have to create intervals for yourself where it's like, okay, but at thirty five thousand, I have to play exclusively two fives, and if I get to seventy five thousand maybe I can exclusively play 510, five, yeah. right? And you just set these intervals up for yourself so that you're always protected along the way and that your risk of ruin doesn't really ever grow exponentially. It'll actually just like kind of remain constant or potentially shrink if you put yourself in a scenario where you're overrolled. So say when you fall to like 18K, you're strictly playing one, two. Well, now you're probably slightly overrolled from mm. one, two, but that's okay because you might aggressively move back up to two, five exclusively at like 28K. If you're playing 5, 10, 10, 20, because this happens to me kind of a kind of a medium to a lot, right? Where the 5, 10 game is very, very good mm -hmm. and the 10, 20 game is very not good. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm rolled for both games. Yeah. Right. I personally think I could beat both games, but I'm not sure like how much more I need to be beating X. You need to be beating 5, 10 by twice as much right. in order to not play higher so you can suffer half the win rate to play the higher game yes and still right. outperform but then there's some there's a little bit of factors right where it's like we can play a, like we could put the straddle on in the 510 game there's there's a little bit of weird things too yeah, i guess yeah. well there are things that can increase your win rate is what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah but that should be factored in yeah, yeah i think a lot of it is more so just like i know you well enough to know that you're not gonna like if if you're 50 50 to win in a game versus like 90 10 to win in a game okay. and the bottom line is like comparable thousand bucks or a thousand bucks something like that i don't know yeah whatever yeah. like if if like, we're in the, we're in the mix if you think you're winning like eight big blinds an hour at 510 you think you're winning like eight big blinds. four and a half at 1020 who are these fucking 
humans or whatever. I'm a god. <laughs> Eight big blinds. Bro, I saw you talking about like the breakdown in the comment section of like, like who's at the top. I'm at the top, all right? I'm at the top, okay? The sure. 15 big blind range. Yeah, yeah, Put right. me in that category. All right, whatever. Okay? Well, go ahead. The, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, if you see comparable win rates between the two, but you know that your winning frequency is much higher in one game than the other, you like the W. Yeah. You like the W. Like you don't want to deal with the emotional swings of the L. And like you'll for basically what I'm saying is you'll forego a ceiling for a high floor. Yeah, so, that's a problem though. That's a problem. Yeah, for sure. That's a problem. Uh it's it's something that like happens in DFS a lot. So I shouldn't say happens, it's a strategy. Mm -hmm. So like in DFS, there's the the tournaments that you play where it's like you fire off a bunch of lineups and you can win a million dollars. And then there's what they call like cash games. Uh, but it's just head to head. Mm -hmm. So you put in a lineup, somebody else puts in a lineup, whoever has the most points wins. And the difference between the two is that in the tournaments, you have to uh, outmaneuver and outflank an entire pool of, of lineups, right. thousands, tens of thousands, whatever. And you have to come up with the unique one that has the most points. So you're looking for super high ceiling guys with relatively low floors because that makes them really high risk, right? Yeah. If, if, if you think of it in terms of a stock, you can't, like, you can't pick the people that someone else is going to pick. Yeah. Or at least not all of them. Right. You may be able to select a couple of them and you may need a couple of them to anchor your, your lineup. But if you, yeah, if you think of it as like a stock portfolio, you, you're, you're going to need some low and medium risk stocks to anchor and ensure mm. that like you don't go broke or don't have a, a shitty return. But you need a penny. You need some to flyers just, to just ride. Yeah. You need yeah. some flyers in there. Yeah. You know, you need some, some really high risk, high reward guys. And in the cash, it's kind of the opposite. You just go chalk a lot and you want to go like really high floor guys because it's so critical to just like score. Mm -hmm. Because if if your opponent adds in like any of these like high risk, high reward guys and misses, you just auto win. Yeah. Or even if they pick somebody with like a really high floor, but like they get hurt that week or something happens, you just auto win. Yeah. Whereas like if you take on exorbitant risk, like you don't anymore. Now that was four or five years ago. The strategies may have altered a little bit, but I guess like that's how I kind of view the way that you see the landscape as well, where it's like, well, I certainly could win a higher number at this game, but uh, my average win is going to be more consistent in this game and and it's going to just be a lot less pain. And then, yeah, and then people are in your message box like, yo, when does Chin lose? Why doesn't he? He doesn't <laughs> lose. Doesn't fucking lose. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that sometimes I do fall. I, less often recently than yeah. in my past years. Well, you just fix it by selling. I haven't sold 1020. That's fair. Yeah, I haven't sold 1020. I've sold other bigger. You might or, think, or if 1020 gets really big. Like, you might not think your floor is low anymore. I mean, these guys are just so average, man. Like, these guys are just so <laughs> average. Like, I see the mistakes. I see the fucking matrix. Like, they're listening. People, people come at me, man. Sometimes some of these kids, you know, they, they come at the 50, 100 game, sit behind me, try to see what I'm playing. I, they, they're like trying to talk to their friend. They they need uh they need to sit behind you to know what seven and a half percent looks like. Listen, man. <laughs> next time I'm gonna fucking get you. Like I'm gonna start three betting you. I stuck up for you after you left. Good. They were they were uh I was chastising um Clayton. Clayton. He was he was gone too. And I was just like, Christ, I've never seen anybody play fewer hands and win two buy-ins before in my life. And obviously and then, said me. Yeah, they all started like razzing you. I go, 
come on. Well, first they started with like, I really like Clayton. Like he's nice. He's quiet. Yada, yada, yada. And then like the second I say that, they're like, what about Jim? Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, he literally VPIP double what Clayton I did. did. And Chin was in single digits. <laughs> I was. It's because I don't want to three bet you with the ace nine suited when you fucking open under the gun. I just like, I'm under the gun one. And I'm like. You know why you can't? You know wanna, why you can't three wanna. bet me there? Because you just called. No, no, no. It's not even. I, I'm not even the problem. Oh no, no. It's the field. It's the cold <laughs> four. Always like cold four, cold call. Yeah, like, whatever. Like, they're, they're just like they're just like oh, Berkey's wide and Chin's icing. So deuces. Yeah, that's good enough. Four bet. There was a funny hand where I had ace eight suited. I opened, and it was just like a weird dynamic where. Uh, like this person is definitely three betting the button like a ton, right? And like I open and I'm like, like even before I open, I'm like, okay, like if this person three bets me, I'm just gonna four bet. Yeah. Right. And I also had like the spades. So I was like, all right, let me go. Oh, the nice suit. Yeah. Yeah. The randomized. So then this person's like, he three bets me, right? He or she three bets me. And then they go like, yeah, something, something, something like, I read the book and I'm willing to die with zero. We're talking about Perkins' book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're talking about Perkins' books. And then he's like, yeah, I'm so willing to die with zero. And at that point, I <laughs> like a fear. Of, <laughs> like, I was like, I am not going to forbid anyone that wants to die with zero. Yeah. And I just like, my hand just went straight into the mark. Yeah. And I was like, I'm done. I'm, you know what? I'm never going to forbid you. I might just forbid you with good hands. <laughs> like, yeah. But this person had jacks, thankfully. So that was a good time to just. You believe that nonsense? I don't know what to believe. Jack man. 10 sounds better. I feel like they all lie. Yeah. You lie. Of course they all lie. You know you lie. <laughs> yes. I know I lie. So, so if you know you lie, and I know I lie, of course they all Sometimes lie. Sometimes I feel like they believe me. Sometimes I tell the truth just as like a level. I said I opened seven five suited under the gun. They all were thinking. Then the flop, the next flop. I fucking knew. The next flop comes out seven seven five, and they're all like, "Oh, you wish you hit that flop, right?" And I'm like, "You guys really believe I opened seven five suited under the gun?" Berkey's big blind. Like I had sixes. <laughs> I did have sixes. The next, the next <laughs> hand, I made it two x sixes. All right. Well, yeah, man. I, I, I. It was actually kind of fun. Like we had a, you know, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, like we both kind of like. We're posting the updates like little by little, like back and forth. I, just, I didn't put up the last update. Well, the last picture I put up, I was plus 27,000. Just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. You know? I did, but it's disingenuous. I still won, but like I had a bad last hour. You didn't want to like post the. the it was rig. five o'clock in the morning. I didn't have it in me to take a picture of a stack that still looks like it's still $55,000. Yeah. It looks like heaps, but it's like, yeah, I'm up 5K. So I peaked at like 40 something, right? And then like these sports better guys were hitting me up. Mm-hmm. Talking about like, yo, I got the pics. <laughs> like, you just throw me a kitty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know what the fuck a kitty was. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking kitty and like in like a poker sense. Right. Like, oh, the small blind kitty. Yeah. yeah. No, kitty is like if they give you the pics, mm-hmm. like you don't really hire them, but like you just break them off right. for giving you the pics. Right. In my fucking EV brain, I'm like, you have a fucking complete free roll. 100% free roll. Like, how do you just have a free roll? Yo, I'll give you all the picks if you just want to kick me back 5% when you win. Yeah. It's like, wait, so I could literally just fucking throw a dart at the fucking wall yeah. and be like, pick these. Yeah. And if they don't hit, it's like, yo, I got you next week, though. Yeah. Yeah, next yeah. Sunday, the yeah. Bengals. Yeah. And if not, and, and if they win, they're like, 
yo, remember I picked the Bengals. Yeah. And right. I'm like, people fall for this shit? Mm-hmm. In the 90s, it was like really, really rampant. Like everybody, was, like the dot-com boom was just about to, to surface and everybody was looking for that next get-rich-quick scheme and like sports betting was so taboo. Yeah. You know, everybody had a bookie. Maybe I'm just saying it was the 90s because I was young no, and impressionable, sense. but like it- There's no more book. I mean, there's It was bookie. also pre-internet. Yeah, so like okay. there was way less information mm-hmm. and these touts were just like psychics. You know, like the Miss Cleo shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they would just like sell picks like that. And man, there are a lot of stupid people in this world. I kind of fucked with the kid. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. I hope he does. I was like, yeah, man, I got you. I do a lot of business with sports bettors. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just send me your spreadsheets for the last six months and your ROI percentage and, yeah. I, and we'll, we'll get to work. Yeah, yeah. and now whenever he does, <laughs> ask him for money. <laughs> he, he was like, yo, I'm on fire today. Yeah, <laughs> of course like, he is. Okay, right. You know I mean, what you did? You fucked yourself. You have a guy who's going to DM you for the rest of the football season. Listen, don't fucking DM me unless you come in with the last six-month spreadsheet of all your winners <laughs> and your ROI percentage and, and two references. Mm-hmm. And $100 for that first bet. And, and maybe you free roll me the first bet. Yeah. And we'll see what we got. Yeah. See what we got. Yeah. I like that. The fuck? Don't be shooting at me like, y'all. Let's start a touting service. Solve for why picks you want a kitty <laughs> <laughs> i hope you all enjoyed this vlogcast episode number 18 please follow subscribe come on this was like this is the realest podcast poker tube tweeted that this is the greatest poker podcast we retweeted we're the realest poker podcast i think we're both i think we're both Follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Somebody in the comment section was like, oh, the most boring podcast. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> most boring podcast. He watched. You fucking watched. And we got Rams on the top of the mountain. We got girls. We, we got Berkey almost died. Almost fucking. What, what the hell you want? We're going to talk about the Goffon challenge. We didn't get to it because the podcast was so lit. Goffon's up 300,000. Mm. We'll see what happens. Good night. We'll see you next week. You not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it, I know. 